Welcome to another episode of Teachers in the Dungeon. Join hosts Tom and Dan as they break down the campaigns they create and play, sharing memorable successes and unforgettable failures of players and the DM, as well as discussing a variety of D&D-related topics. So, grab your dice and grab some fun. It's time for Teachers in the Dungeon. Yo, oh, oh, it's time to go Back to the dungeon far below Players arrive in time to die Man, I love to watch them cry Grab some dice, grab some fun Join the teachers in the dungeon Hello and welcome to Teachers in the Dungeon I'm Tom with Dan and we are the Teachers in the Dungeon We're so happy you've joined us today, and thank you for your support. Be sure to let us know what you think about today's show. All of our contact information and social media are in the show notes. Okay, let's dive in to the show. Last we saw our heroes, they had just heard deadly strife in the trees above them. Prepare to learn the horrifying reason behind the bloodshed as we return to Uritel. You came in in the midst of the battle. Yes, the battle has already was already going on. I remember. I remember that quite well because we all ran to the. Was there a ladder at the bottom of the? And I remember we were trying to negotiate who was going to go up the ladder first. Which I don't know why this. <laughs> I think it's probably all groups, but we can never seem to get the fastest people <laughs> to the ladder first. <laughs> yes, it is. There's sort of a clown car type of. Yeah, sense motif here. You're all trying to get up this ladder to where the battle is taking place. Do you remember? Did what did you did you write down what bodies you found on the ground? Um, I don't. No, I don't have that. Or then what you confronted when you actually finally got up the stairs? Yeah, and I do remember all of us felt that this was pretty dire because at the at the top were, uh, it was a battle between, if I recall correctly, wood elves. One wood elf. One wood elf and drow elves. And it was the drow elves that brought us a little bit of concern. Another DM error here. I didn't realize that drow hate being above ground. <laughs> so these are homebrew drow. They don't, they don't mind it so much. Uh, you know, so, I, uh, you know, even as a great reader of R.A. Salvatore's uh, very famous uh, massive storyline of Dritz Jordan and who's a drow elf and, and reading all of the drow elves that show up in those stories, it didn't even occur to me that drow elves don't, don't, pre- and it was, it was sundown. So it, I don't know, I, it, I never thought of it, never, never crossed my mind. So you are able to defeat these, these drow. You are able to meet up with Imar. He was pretty badly beat up i think but it was in fact he might have we i we may i think he was unconscious by the time we got to him because i remember we came up and then we methodically moved our way across the platform and, and imar was there and i think we actually saw him drop but not dead dead just unconscious and so we were able to bring him back i think no nobody had spare the dying so i think we just had to heal him this is another mystery. What in the world are drow doing here? Mm-hmm. Marley lets you know there is, there are lands to the south where the drow have not exactly established a kingdom, but they, they influence and control a land called Asmodal. So mm-hmm. she thinks she, 
it's, it still is unheard of that they would be interfering with with affairs here in in her land. But Imar, I think, assume uh, assures her that they are. They make a quick plan. She asks. I think she actually says, "Hey, I'm fine now. I have to go figure out what's going on and try to fix things in my in my hometown mm-hmm. in Biratel. Uh, you are free. You've done what I asked you to do." But no way Ricks and Zedai are going to nope. drop out at this point. So nope. you all agree to help. And Dirichlet is a wood elf, so he would want to help. And we haven't mentioned much of my character, Kersis. Yeah. That, we'll probably talk more about this in a separate episode, but really bad idea to be a DM and try to run your own it's player n- character. It's not easy. Yeah. I, what made it even worse is I took a feat that gave him a, a passive perception of 19. So that just felt so wrong to me to, to create an adventure for you and say, well, my character sees everything that's coming. So here's what you're going to see. That just was rough. But anyway, yeah. he is a high elf. He is not friendly. He is a rogue. He is, But he does sort of attach himself to the other elf, to Dirichlet. So if mm-hmm. Dirichlet is going to go somewhere... Kersos will go somewhere as well. So you climb down the stairs, and I threw another curveball at you. I don't know if you wrote down anything, but suddenly a a 12-year-old girl with bright, brassy hair pops out of nowhere. Oh. Grazduel. Grazduel. Yes. And she was heading to meet her cousins. Yes. Is that right? Yes. And what else uh, she told you? Let's see. I have some things here. Is this uh, is, is this where Toth comes in? She uses the name. Yes, yeah, she says someone is calling Toth. Yes, and enemies will work together. Is that is that what she says? Yes. Okay, because I think my next note is the next item that happens. So she convinces us to go with her. Is that right? Or no, she just we... gives you some information. She just oh, says okay. Toth is bad. Someone is calling him. I don't know what he is, but he's bad enough that normally enemies, enemies that are would normally attack each other, will work together okay. to defeat him. Now the backstory to her is she actually appeared in a way earlier adventure that one of our characters was in. You and I ran a short campaign yes. with our kids. Right, right. I went ahead and tied that into the larger world that I was mm-hmm. building. The one character that that was with Siv should have recognized her. Right. To be perfectly honest, that that player was new to the game, didn't take as good a notes as he could have, so right. he didn't remember. So my, my attempt to give him knowledge well, that other people had kind of There were flat. several times, and maybe this maybe we didn't catch it here, but there are several times where a name like this would be mentioned, and he and I would look across the table at each other, <laughs> kind of like Sounds familiar. <laughs> but then, you know, I didn't want it because I did not have a character. That character that I played in that game with the kids is not here where Civ was. Civ as a character would recognize this. Yes. I just recognize it as a player, and so I tried not to I tried not to give things away that way. It was tricky. That got tricky a, yes. a couple times. I was like, wait, I I think I know this. I'm like, no, I don't know this. My other character would know it, <laughs> not Borm. And Siv, we hadn't mentioned him yet because right. that was a player who joined us after Telesaria. 
Right. He was coming in. That that was a way I thought I could help him integrate, is he would have knowledge that, yeah. that the rest would need. So I forget if you party members asked Grasdul if she was, I think you asked her if she was safe, and she kind of laughed and said, oh, I'm fine. Yeah. And kind of mm-hmm. left it mysterious like that as to who she is. Right. I mean, because who would, who would leave a, a 13-year-old girl in the middle of the woods with creepy things like Toth and... <laughs> Yes. It felt like kind of a Red Riding Hood. She's going to see her cousins and... Yes. I think she did have a cloak. That that feeling of doom to it. (laughs) So she... And she also tells you that there is a a village of wood elves under attack nearby. Yes, yes. That you might want to help. As a DM, I hadn't quite decided how much she liked just messing with you and how much her understandings were a little garbled. Mm -hmm. But she says that... She saw the village under attack by an old woman, three old women. And I figured that would be enough that that would clue people in what was coming. Should have. <laughs> and she in hindsight, me, I'm like, how did I not catch that before? <laughs> <laughs> so she tells you how to get there and suggests that you might want to hurry. She also takes a moment. This was supposed to be another clue, although not a very... Not a very obvious one, maybe. She suddenly looks at our paladin Zedai and asks if the golden dragon was grumpy. In his backstory, he was given oh not given powers, but given a mission to be a paladin mm-hmm. by a golden dragon. Oh. So the question should have been, how would she know? How would she know that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We carry on. You decide to go try to help the village. The village. Mm-hmm. And Mar- we, Marley went on her way, right? She didn't come with us, or did she? She did. She did? Okay. She did, yes. That's, that's, sometimes Marley's, whether Marley was with us or gone, sometimes I, I kind of lost that. Yes. Um, so, okay, so she's with us here. And you meet, that, that night, Some a uh, couple of dryads come out and meet you. They have heard yes. from their sisters that you were successful in Telesaria. They offer to guard you for the night so you have a, a peaceful night don't have to worry about the mm-hmm. any of the evil in the forest next morning you continue on your way you suddenly hear some ladies voices in distress yep. so you come across two very beautiful elvish women yep. who are running for their lives and they say they're from the village and it's it's bad there. They're trying to escape. Yep. And and what else? Do you remember anything else about um, or anything else in your notes? No, nope. I don't have anything. I do remember trying a an earthy and pepper wine. Is that these beautiful women or were those? No, the, that those was the dryads. The dryads. The dryads. Okay. Yes. Yeah. The only thing I don't want to give anything away, or maybe this is where you want to go. All I remember is we were one hundred percent tricked. <laughs> and this became a horrible, horrible battle. <laughs> so yes, you were you were all you you asked, you know, these were from the village, you asked them how to get back to the village, and they were very reluctant, but they eventually agreed to they, they do tell you, oh, you can't go the way that you're going. That's they're horrible monsters, horrible things, mm-hmm. but we know a shortcut. And so you went with them. I was as a DM, I was delighted that you didn't question more but just went right with them just went with it the girl seemed so safe she gave us information she gave us a little mission we were so trusting at this point 
So they lead you on, and by the time you realize you're going downhill into a very unsavory part of the forest with a rather a rather frightening looking gigantic tree yep. on the path their disguises drop mm-hmm. and the hags that they really are lash out at you yep. and disappear and then you are attacked by a gigantic carnivorous tree yes <laughs> so and what um. I I didn't this was where I was still sort of building toward what I wanted to do as a DM so we did have a map out and all of that and I decided mm-hmm. we need to know where the tree is and it's big and I didn't have anything planned ahead of time so I just grabbed a beer bottle yep and I remember that <laughs> and we fought a beer bottle <laughs> <laughs> and this was a homebrew I found online oh is and that right so this this tree had a lot of really nasty things it, it had roots that could spring up and grab you it had yep. branches that grab you it would it would eat it would it would it had a mouth that mm-hmm. it would put you in, and then there was acid working on you if you got okay. taken in. I don't know if you remember, did anybody actually get swallowed? I don't think so. I think someone was close. I seem to remember there's a point where I was behind the tree, and I want to say it was Rick's was grabbed by, was grappled by one of the vines or tree branches, and it was pulling it to, is that someone else? Rick saved the person. Oh, Civ, okay. maybe? Maybe it was Siv then. That would be, I mean, at that point, that would probably be... I remember Siv was in peril quite a bit. Yes. That's what it was. And I just, I remember I couldn't get to... I wanted to hack at that thing at the trunk of the tree with my axe, just because I had this new axidurgeon, and Born was really pumped about it. And he, he just, uh, I remember um, it just seemed natural to go for that. So I tried to get close to the trunk, but the... The roots and the tr- the branches, like you'd mentioned, just didn't let anybody get real close to it. How did do you recall how Rick's Rick's thunderstepped? Rick's... Oh, he ran up and great. hugged Siv and thunderstepped him out of. That was great. That was great. As a DM, I'm like, ah, shoot, <laughs> I was gonna eat one of them. <laughs> and it took a while to think. No, this was actually a really cool use of yeah what Rick's could do really mm-hmm. well sort of growing character building because he's not naturally necessarily a team player. Ricks isn't, yeah. Ricks, but the fact that he would do that was 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 pretty It's you know, pretty, it's times like that as a DM where where someone will do something that you're like, "Oh, if I'd only known he had that." <laughs> yes. And because that happened uh at the 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 adventure we were talking prior to this one with the dragon, I didn't realize people had certain things. And that's that's my fault as the DM. But at the same time, so I got foiled. So my, my monster got foiled. And that's quite all right because actually, you know, Rick's using Thunderstep in that way extended his, you know, his comfort zone or got him to use something in a unique way. I think it's very character building. And it, it really started sort of a path of, of Rick's doing sort of unusual things Sometimes they're great, like the Thunderstep, and sometimes they may not be as great. But it's it's things that like really push a character and develop a character. And man, we were in peril. I mean, I really think, if I remember right, this was like something that could have killed uh, Siv and really could have killed any of us at that point. But And this was still the point as a DM where I put this monster there. And then as some of you got in peril, I thought, oh, shoot, I have completely overpowered this thing. 
uh, and it's gonna take all of you down. Mm-hmm. And so my, my, my reactions are totally irrational. I was scared like that, and then when Rick's found a way around it, I was mad. I, I was, I'm still growing as a DM. <laughs> it's taken me a while to get to this, to, to, to be able to be a little more philosophical. So regardless, you defeated it, carry on. Now you know what you're up against, that there are hags involved. Mm-hmm. And you reach this village once again at nightfall because that's what I wanted. Yep. And you find this weird random assortment of monsters. Yeah. You see a hag coven. You see a couple of werewolves. Yes, I remember them very well. And then the, the important thing is you saw a couple of drow. Yes. Drow have infiltrated even further into the forest. So the, the villagers were kind of backed into a corner. They were fighting desperately. Yep. And they were in and around a couple of huts when you guys attacked. So what, you know, what do you remember about that battle? Draw werewolves and hags. Oh my. How will our intrepid adventurers save the village? Or perhaps they save their own skins instead consigning the innocent villagers to destruction. Find out next time when we return to Iritel. That wraps up today's session, so thank you for listening to Teachers in the Dungeon. We appreciate you and your feedback. Until the next time we see you in the dungeon, we hope you roll high on those saving throws. If you enjoyed the show and want to hear what happens in the adventure, subscribe to the podcast. Have questions, thoughts, or ideas? Check the show notes for our website and our contact information. This podcast is not affiliated or endorsed by Wizards of the Coast, Hasbro, or any other third-party Dungeons & Dragons entity. Teachers in the Dungeon is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. All names and sounds and any other related items are properties of their respective trademarks and or copyright holders in the U.S. or abroad. The official Dungeons & Dragons website can be found at www.dnd.wizards.com.